Thanks for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast. Whether you're new to Highlands and are listening for the first time or you want to hear a past message again, welcome. Our heart at Highlands is to lead you into a growing relationship with Jesus so you can have a life full of purpose as you grow in your faith and lead others to Jesus. We hope you enjoy and are inspired by the latest message from one of our communicators. Well, welcome to Good Friday. It's a, it is a good day. And uh, sometimes when we experience what God has done and we realize how good a day it's been. And uh, I, I love Good Friday. I love the service. I love the work the creative team do. And they do a phenomenal job, don't they? Amazing. Congratulations, team. John 19, verse 20 says this. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, it is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his, his spirit. And we read that verse just like that. But actually, I think hanging on the cross, I don't think it was, it is finished. I think it was, it is finished. I think it was a celebration statement. It wasn't a statement that was, I'm done. It's actually, it is finished, there's only one Greek word for it. So he actually only uttered one word when he said those three words that we translate into English. And Jesus said these words. Jesus came to the final an ultimate sacrifice for our sin. The word in the verb in this verse, finished, is actually from the word, the Greek word, tetisi. Now, this is, no matter how many times I've practiced this word, I've watched it on YouTube. We'll try again, shall we? Tetisi. Still not right. But, what it means is, what that actually word means is, when he shouted that word out in Greek, that one word, it actually means paid in full. Done. When Jesus cried out, it is finished, he meant it is finished in the past, it is finished in the present, and will remain finished in the future. For you and for me, He didn't say, I am finished. Notice that. It wasn't, I'm done, I've done my job here. I've done, I'm checked out, I'm finished. He said, it is finished. It wasn't a statement about him necessarily. It was a statement of fact for all of us today. And isn't that exciting that we come to Good Friday and it's called Good Friday, not Sad Friday. It's Celebration Friday. It's a Good Friday. Every year, Good Friday. Oh, well. That is the Saviour's final cry when he died. He left no unfinished business behind. When he said it is finished, he was speaking the truth. 
So what does it mean for you and for I? What is this actual day that we celebrate in our Christian calendar? What does it actually mean? Because we can celebrate things of Christianity, we can take the hold of the day and this is a great day, but what does it actually mean for us? It is finished. And we've already seen this verse this morning, but I'd love it to come up again, Isaiah 53, verses four to six. It says, surely he has borne our grief. And if you actually look at that word again in the Greek, which I'm not even going to try and say, he's borne our sicknesses. He's borne, he took it all. This is the prophetic utterance, it's completion Isaiah was prophesying of what Jesus would do and, and, and those days they didn't understand who Jesus would be. They didn't understand the process of what was going to be. It's a bit like when you watch a movie and the movie's playing out and it's, a, it's one of those thriller movies where you don't know what the ending is going to be and you're trying to work it out and you can imagine for the people of the day they, was, they were living through these 5,000 years with these prophetic utterances and they're trying to work out what this actual end is going to look like, what the Messiah is going to be and it was totally unexpected. Have you ever watched a movie like that? Totally unexpected. I didn't expect that. I thought he was going to be a king that was going to overthrow the Romans and we'd live forever triumphantly. Well, actually, he was a guy that came and tightened a cross. But he bore our sorrows, carried our sorrows, suffering and pain. He took on this day, the day we celebrate, the suffering and pain from our lives. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Everything that we've ever done wrong, he was wounded for it. He was bruised for our iniquities. You think about that, somehow Hollywood doesn't quite present the cross and the scene as they show of Jesus, even the Mel Gibson movie, The Passion of Christ, doesn't show the, the, the actual, what it would have been like. And we read on Palm Sunday that they all turned, celebrated him the week before and then turned on him the week after. The whole city. So if you can imagine Brisbane and the whole city turning out and shouting at this one man, spitting on him, abusing him, and I think about the cross and think about the process of the cross, the crown of thorns being pulled down on his head, the sweating of blood, the stress that he was under as he carried this because he was all God and all man. 
You think about the, the whipping that took place. Cat of nine tails style whip had bits of bone and iron in it. And it wasn't just a gentle person coming out to give a smack on the bottom. (laughs) It was actually a Roman centurion whose whole job in life was to tear flesh off the back of criminals. So when they whipped him 40 times, they left exposed only his ribcage. A very intense scene, but we've got to understand the gravity of actually what happened on Good Friday. That he went through this for us. By his stripes, they weren't just stripes on his back. Everything was gone. We're healed. You can take hold of healing today. We're healed. He's done it. And we like sheep have gone astray. Most of us are like the rest of us. Aren't you glad that it wasn't just our past sin he's dealing with, he's dealing with our present sin and our future sin. All dealt with at the cross. We've turned everyone to his own way and the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of all. He's taken everything, laid upon him. You imagine the pressure of that? I don't know, how do you find the pressure of your sin? We've all got it. (laughs) How do you find that pressure? How do you find the pressure of the past, the guilt of the past? Just individually, that pressure. Enormous pressure sometimes, isn't it? When the conviction of the, of the Holy Spirit comes upon you and it's revealed to you and you feel the pressure of that. Will you imagine the pressure Jesus felt when he took the whole world, the whole world, every person, not just in the world today, but all of the world, from the beginning to the end, the pressure. And we start to understand the gravity of today, of being a Good Friday for us. You see, this is a remembrance day. It's a day to take hold of the promises of God. So all those promises that were on the screen are for us. That if you have sickness, you have grief, he can take it from you. One of the things I love about what God does and when I talk at funerals and I talk of grief is God's healing process. Grief and mourning actually is a healing process. But we're not meant to stay there. We're meant to move on. And so often we can stay there. We can stay in our grief. We can stay in our past. Yet God takes that from us. That's Good Friday. That he can take your grief. 
He can carry your, your shame. He can heal your sickness. He can take away the guilt of sin. And that's the powerful thing to lose, isn't it? The guilt. It changes you forever. So today is the remembrance day for that. We take communion on Good Friday. And if you understand communion, if you saw the presentation there, communion is the celebration or the remembrance of what Jesus said just before he went to the cross which was talking about Passover and Passover comes from when the Israelites left Egypt and God instituted Passover that they wouldn't forget because as we know that as we encounter Christ it's, we, it's for us but then our kids have to actually encounter Christ for themselves it's something we've got to re have as remembrance it's so easy to forget isn't it so God brought this process in called Passover and Christ then completed Passover so in, pass, in Passover you have four cups and we, and we name them this way in modern language to know God he made a way to know God not just know about him he, we can actually have a relationship with our heavenly father the, the, through the blood of Christ we have an open door to heaven scripture says we walk boldly into the throne room of Christ of God boldly in through the blood of Christ you can stand before your heavenly father. You have free access through this day to know God, to have this relationship that's dynamic, beautiful relationship. And sometimes we create a, a religion around that and we have a process and, and I think processes of prayer are good, but it's actually a dynamic relationship I know when I, my father's passed away now, but I know when I sat down with my dad, it wasn't just, oh, dad, I love you. Oh, dad, I love you. Oh, dad, I love you. It was, hey, dad, how you going? What's happening? Hey, I'm struggling with this. Can you tell me how we dealt with this? How did you deal with this? I need to fix the car, dad. My dad was a printer, but he was also a, a, a great carpenter. And I'd say to him, hey, Dad, how do I do this? And he would show me how to do it and would talk with me. And, and that's our Heavenly Father, to know God. And we say the second cup of Passover is to find freedom. I desperately need freedom. The whole world is looking for freedom. That you can find freedom, freedom from your past, freedom from your sin, freedom from your presence where you are right now to discover your purpose to find out how you're fearfully and wonderfully made that God created you the third cup is discovering your purpose discovering why on earth am I, why on earth am I here and how many times have you asked that I think we all have Sometimes in the middle of doing our job or our work, we go, what am I doing this for? Yet we're called. Discovering your design can help determine your destiny. That's the third cup. The fourth cup 
to make a difference. To make a difference in the world. This Good Friday that you encounter God, that you know Him, that you find freedom, that you actually discover the true freedom of Jesus, not religion, not church, even though church I think is great. We're put together to sharpen each other up. But to actually discover your purpose to make a difference in the world. Because that's why Jesus died on the cross. To actually empower us to make a difference. All the freedom that Christ paid was bought at the cross. You can take hold of it today. And my heart is, my belief is today that there's people in this room that you'll actually grab hold of something today from this service. The freedom, the knowing God, the making a difference, the activation of your life to the things of God. See, imagine this, imagine if your, your natural father went out and bought you a mansion in the most incredible place for you. Now that might be on the beach, it might be in Italy, it might be somewhere in the world, it might be in the mountains. It, who knows where your, your place is, your unique, wonderful. If you were there, you'd go, man, this is my dream. Imagine if your father went and bought you that and he sent you a letter saying, I've bought you your dream. And in that letter was the keys to it. And you went out and told everybody and said, look what God, look at what my father's done for me, that he's bought me this mansion and here's the keys. I've got the keys. But never opened the door. How disappointed would your dad be? What a waste. That you can know all about God and know all about the promises of God and know all about the freedom of God and know all about your design and know all about your purpose. But if you don't use the keys to open the door, You miss out. This is why Good Friday is good. Maybe today is your day to take hold of that freedom. To take hold of that forgiveness. To let the grief go. To let the sorrow go. To let the guilt go. let the past failures go and the past successes because there's more in the future our best is yet to come and if we've got life and a breath God has a purpose for us but before I take communion today with you we do this in every service but it's so so important do you know Jesus or do you only know of him? 
So he's brought you this incredible gift called salvation. It's not religion. He hasn't brought you religion. He's brought you salvation. He's redeemed you. The it is finished. The price is paid in full. The last words of Christ on the cross are so important. It is finished. But friend, do you know him or do you only know of him? Is it a religious experience for you or is it a relationship with your heavenly father that you can walk boldly into the throne room of grace and say, hey, dad, I do love you. That you know him. And I want to give you that opportunity today before you take communion. You know, the thing with communion, and it's in the front of your seat or at the, if you're on the front row, it's to the left. If you take communion and you're not a Christian, and I don't mean a cultural Christian, I actually mean someone who has a relationship with God. Scripture says you drink judgment on yourself. And I don't want anyone in this place to do that. So I want to give you the opportunity before we actually take communion this morning that maybe you've never given your life to Christ. Maybe you've never said these words, Jesus, come into my life, be my Lord and be my Savior. Maybe you've never grabbed hold of the promises of God that said, forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. Maybe today's your day to do that. And I want to give you that opportunity before we take communion. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes and bow your head. And we do that only because this is your moment. It's not your friend's moment. It's not your spouse's moment or your family's moment. It's your moment. To actually say, Jesus, I actually believe that you died on a cross for me. And I want to ask you into my life today to be my Lord and be my Saviour. Jesus, the promises that you said you forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong. Today, I want to actually ask you to forgive me. Jesus, I need healing in my life. Today, by your stripes, Jesus, I'm taking hold of the promise of healing. Just while every eye's closed and every head's bowed, and I'm not going to embarrass anybody by pointing you out or asking you up the front or anything like that, I'm just going to ask you that while no one's looking around, if that's you and you asking Jesus into your life for the first time or maybe you've been away from God but today you've come back and saying yes to God it's not about joining a religion it's not about joining a church but it is about knowing Jesus if that's you it's an outward sign of an inward decision so I know who I'm praying for this morning would you raise your hand so I can see it just so I can pray for you I see that hand I see that hand thank you so awesome so awesome just I look across this room see that hand over there at the back thank you awesome just while no one's looking around if that's you last time I'm asking this morning I see that hand thanks so much so important so important so so important last time as I look around those hands thank you that hand thank you that hand, thank you. That hand, thank you. That hand, thank you. So awesome. So humbling. Can I ask you, let me pray for you right now. If you raised your hand and 
maybe you didn't and you really wanted to I'm going to pray for you but you pray this prayer it's a simple powerful prayer it's a simple prayer but it's incredibly powerful you can frame it in your own words you can do it right now you can do it at home you can do it on the way home simple prayer it just goes like this dear Lord Jesus I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord to be my saviour forgive me for everything I've ever done wrong Jesus I choose you today this day Amen Thanks again for listening to the Highlands Message Podcast we hope you feel encouraged to take these words with you to know God find freedom discover your purpose and to make a difference if you feel moved by today's message and want to connect with us we'd love to hear from you You can reach us at highlands.au on Facebook or Instagram or head to the highlandschurch.org.au website for more resources and information. Be sure to follow the Highlands Message Podcast on your preferred platform to stay up to date with our latest message. We hope to see you in person soon.